1: What's good? Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am your host, Blair Angulo. Thanks so much for tuning in. It is Tuesday, August 31st, and we've made it, folks. It is officially week one of the college football season, and that means we're less than four months away from the early signing period in mid-December, as some of the nation's top prospects in the 2022 class put pen to paper. We will be tracking all those twists and turns right here on this podcast. We're going to be diving into official visits, game visits, unofficial visits, in-home visits, all the visits right here on this show. On today's episode, though, we will be continuing our series on the nation's top 10 recruiting classes with a closer look at Texas A&M. The Aggies hold just 14 commitments this cycle, but sit at number nine nationally and number four among SEC programs, led by five star quarterback Connor Wigman who was spectacular on national television this past weekend we will discuss that and more with 24 7 sports recruiting insider Brian Peroni in just a bit but while we're on the topic of national television how about what happened Sunday in case you missed it IMG Academy the national powerhouse from the state of Florida which touts countless elite recruits made the trip up to Canton Ohio for the Hall of Fame kickoff against Bishop Sycamore in a game that was televised nationally by espn the game turned out to be a laugher img 158 to nothing top recruit after top recruit reached the end zone but that's probably the least interesting aspect out of all of this andrew ivans a national recruiting analyst for 24 7 sports tweeted that bishop sycamore played a defender on sunday who's originally from the 2020 class out of the state of Florida. And earlier in the recruiting process, the player in question claimed to have over two dozen offers that turned out to be fake. That same player also showed up to a seven-on-seven tryout once and used a fake ID. That player also had a fake huddle account using game tape that isn't him. And that was just one example. There were other players from the 2021 class playing for this online-only school, which, by the way, also played a game on Friday night, which obviously brings to question the topic of of player safety that's all just stuff on the surface one of the underlying themes here is just how wild the recruiting process can be some of the players are going to extreme lengths to get a piece of the pie and obviously that's just one example of the modern rat race in college football we will see how the college football recruiting world reacts to bishop sycamore the rest of this season so let's switch gears now and welcome in Brian Peroni. He's a recruiting insider for 24-7 Sports covering the Texas A&M Aggies and everything else in the Lone Star State. Brian, how are we doing? Uh, doing well. Just ready for the season to actually start. Isn't it crazy that it's here already? I mean, I feel like we've been talking about this for forever. Obviously, 2020 wasn't really a normal year under any circumstances, but to have the, the season right around the corner and now adding the different layer that we didn't deal with last year with recruits going on campuses and taking visits and going to check out games in person, I, I think, you know,
2: it, it kind of caught me off guard. It, week one is here. Yeah, it, uh, same here. I mean, it's, I'd sort of forgotten what it was like to have to cover which recruits were going to campus, who was going to be on official visits. Cause yeah, last year it was just you know, is there even going to be a game this week? And it didn't start till October. And so yeah, just uh, sort of excited to have this off season
1: over with. It's a lot of fun. And obviously you're covering a team right now that is having a lot of fun, not only on the field, but on the recruiting trail, Texas A&M over at Giggum 24-7. They are a top 10 program nationally in recruiting, number nine right now in the composite team recruiting rankings, number four among SEC programs with only 14 commitments. So it tells you that the quality. Quality is there per commit, and that staff is reeling in some high quality prospects. Before we get into some of the specifics, what's what's a big storyline that you've been tracking heading into the season as
2: the Aggies continue to put some touches on this 2022 class? So probably the main one is the defensive line under Kevin someone. That was the big difference between A and M and some of the other SEC teams is the defense at A&M didn't look anything like those others. Alabama, LSU, all those guys had these big old athletic defense alignment at and A&M never really did. The Aggies have started to turn the corner and you know have a guy like DeMarvin Leal on campus and some others like him, but they've also been recruiting incredibly well. They signed McKinley Jackson out of Mississippi 2 years ago beating out Alabama, LSU all those and then now all of a sudden they're in on a ton of five stars in the 2022 class. I mean, a guy who I think is the your number one or number two player in the nation, Walter Nolan. I think number one player just randomly made an unofficial visit to AM at the end of July on his own dime. He's headed back uh, to campus for an official visit in October and uh, has AM in his top three. Shamar Stewart, a five star from South Florida, has AM in his top two. Gabe Brown Lodendi, a five star from Florida, has AM in his top two. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, the Aggies are really looking to land some big time uh, defensive linemen. Yeah. And oh, another one, casting. Amari Bohr, uh, yeah. an in-state kid who wasn't even looking at the Aggies before. Another five-star uh, has A and M in his top group. I mean, they they realistically could land, you know, multiple three, four, five-star kids uh, on the defensive line. Bear Alexander as well, another you know former Georgia commit, another in-state defensive lineman.
1: Yeah, I feel like they're setting themselves up for what could be a really fruitful next few months, given that they also have some momentum on the field, right? We, we've talked about this before when you were a guest on the show in the past is, is, is A&M's missed opportunity and and not by their fault because obviously there weren't uh kind of the the visits and there was restrictions on in-person meetings and all that but they didn't really get to capitalize on the success that they were having on the field in recruiting they weren't able to go and take those in-home visits they weren't able to get in front of parents and recruits and their coaches and a lot of the i think the aura or some some of that you know i, I want to say that dimension that kind of comes with winning on the field they weren't able to capitalize on that off the field now they are setting themselves up for what could be a, a pretty productive next few months how big do you think this season and the results and maybe kind of keeping the program in the trajectory that it's heading how big could that be for recruiting as as Jimbo Fisher continues to to build this class
2: I think it's last season you know a finished number four it was their highest ranking since 1939 and this season that combination is big Uh, in June you know there was a non-dead period in June for four weeks and that was it in that time A&M got over one-third of all the five stars in the entire country from the 22 and 23 class they got over a third of them on campus for either official or unofficial visits so they got a whole bunch of kids to pay their way to town just to come and visit during that month so I mean that really shows the momentum and this year if A&M takes care of business and wins the games that uh it's supposed to win the Aggies should be undefeated going going into that Alabama game on October 9th. And that's going to be a huge deal with a lot of people watching it on TV. But also, I mean, that stadium, uh, I'm exaggerating a little bit, could be a quarter full with recruits with the number of uh, players that uh, have have already said they plan to be there from all across the country. It always helps to have a quarterback
1: and and a premier one at that already helping in those recruiting efforts. Connor Wigman, who I I thought was really impressive for a few days uh, earlier this summer in Southern California, at the elite 11 finals is off to a really good start to a senior season. And when you have a face of a recruiting class like Connor Wiegman, who's able to recruit some other prospects, who's able to get on campus and, and go to game days and, and stay in the ear of some other top recruits is also a significant part of the process for, for a Where do you see him having an impact in this class and, and, you know, kind of touch on the, the start to a season.
2: Well, I mean, a lot of people were watching ESPN on on Saturday night. It sort of had, with, with no real big college games anymore, no other high school games on Saturday night. On ESPNU, it had sort of the, the nation's attention. And Wigman, in playing, he played two and a half quarters. He threw five touchdown passes and 350 yards or so. He ran for over 100 yards and two more scores, and then he caught a 47-yard uh, touchdown pass. So, I mean, he just he put on an absolute show. And just looking at social media, you saw other recruits from across the country noticing, say, hey, this kid's pretty good. It's not fair to compare anybody to Johnny Menzel, but Wigman is sort of that same style of player that... Is going to get outside the pocket, keep his eyes downfield, make a throw, but he can also run and make you pay with it. So his play helps his personality. He's a kid that, uh, you know, your typical quarterback, he's sort of quiet in interviews, but not quiet at all with other players. He definitely believes in himself, has confidence in himself. And so, you know, people are sort of drawn to that. But the class as a whole, Bryce Anderson, landing him a former LSU commit national top 50 kid was huge. He knows a ton of players. Bobby Taylor in the Houston area, a lot of players are drawn to him because he's sort of an outspoken guy. And then they landed a former uh, Georgia commit from the state of Georgia in Smoke Bowie, and that could help the Aggies as they try and go into Georgia and that region and land even more guys. You know, we've talked countless
1: times on this podcast about Oklahoma's quick start in 2023, but AM isn't too shabby either. They've got four commitments. All of them already are four star prospects, including quarterback Eli Holstein out of the state of Louisiana. They also got a tight end who comes via the, the country of Sweden. I wanted to say the state of Sweden, but it's a country. And so AM not only is putting together some really good pieces in 22 and trying to put the finishing touches on that, but is off to a really good start in 23 how important now is it for for a m to not only continue to build on 22 but get the wheels rolling because as we've started to see especially now with the way the the pandemic has affected scholarship numbers and roster management and the transfer portal is also another variable that is is allowing coaches to get creative with their with the roster management getting an early start on the following class and and kind of securing some of those top targets is is equally crucial.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a big deal for sure. And AM is in pretty good shape with a lot of highly ranked kids. I think, though, they ran into a problem a couple years ago with taking a lot of guys early and then running out of room late, you know, maybe taking some borderline guys early. So I think you'll see them be careful with who they take. They're not going to take a kid if they're not absolutely in love with him. So I wouldn't look for the Aggies to, to fill up like some others, you know, I know you know, Florida State or Miami, those always seem the ones that have a lot of really early commitments. So I wouldn't see A&M do that. But, uh, you know, they are going to press for guys that they really like. And they do have a ton of momentum, both in the state and in the continent of Europe. I mean, the kid from Sweden was really (laughs) good. And A&M has a history, you know, under Jimbo Fisher producing tight ends, and he really liked it at camp. But uh, but yeah, they've, uh, you know, they've been recruiting well and getting that kid is is sort of showing that like he knows nothing about the school he comes once and then came back a couple days later to learn more about it and just sort of fell in love I can confirm that Sweden is in the continent of Europe. We're joined I've heard by Brian,
1: okay. Yeah, we're joined by Brian Peroni, he's a recruiting insider for 24/7 Sports, covering the Texas A&M Aggies. The Aggies kick off this this weekend against Kent State, and with a lot of recruiting momentum and and have a chance to continue to build with with some of that on field success. Before we let you go, Brian, what's one thing you're going to be looking for as A&M begins to welcome some of these recruits? You mentioned that October date against Alabama. Alabama in college station that's going to be i think the pinnacle in terms of recruiting visits for prospects as they hit the road this season is there anything that you're going to be looking for specifically as as a m starts to welcome some recruits back on campus
2: well so they sort of gambled early and and had a whole bunch of summer official visits they got most of their targets on campus already for official visits so now it's going to be hey who's coming back for games and paying their own way you know if you you do that you come back you you pay for the flights and hotels and things like that it shows that you're really interested so i think that's going to be really the thing to watch and say hey these these five-star kids are you know from florida or from you know california be wherever they be you know may be from it's like they're paying to fly into houston driving to college station all our own just to see it so they must have legitimate interest brian peroni you can follow him on twitter at peroni 247 brian
1: thank you so much for joining us can't wait to do it again and and enjoy the opening weekend of college football, man. I can't believe it's here and and it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, thanks. I appreciate you having me on. All right. That is Brian Peroni. Like I said, you could follow him on Twitter at Peroni247. He's a recruiting insider for 247sports.com. We'd like to thank him as we continue to take a deeper look at some of these top 10 recruiting programs from across the country in the composite team recruiting rankings. So for Brian Peroni and our producer, Lance Glenn, I am Blair Angulo. Thanks for listening to this edition of the 247 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast.